Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's good to be with you this afternoon. And as always, we've got our star in the show, Mr. Joe Kaleo of UBS and Kaleo Wealth Management. Super excited to be with Joe again today, and we've got a big, big topic for you guys on today's show. So if you out there are like many business owners, we talk a lot about business owners here on this show, if you are like many business owners, you are obviously looking out for more than just the you know financial health of your company, right? You also want to take care of your family and make sure that your loved ones are provided for, uh, you know, and you want to set them up for a really a rewarding life of their own. Well, today we're going to be exploring a few proactive steps and estate planning strategies that you can be taking to help pursue these exact goals, you know, maintaining that financial health of your company while also allowing you and your family to prosper as well. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Joe on and get right into it. Joe, it's good to see you. How are you doing? Ryan, doing great. How are you, bud? Good to see you. I am good. Cannot, cannot complain, Joe. Uh, always enjoy getting together with you. And this is a big one. This is a big conversation we're getting into today because I know these are really at the core of so many conversations that you're having with your clients. Uh, Joe, let's just start high level here like we typically do. Uh, could you help us just better understand the role that estate planning as a whole has on the life of an entrepreneur? Unbelievably important, Ryan. Estate planning is vital for successful business owners who want to make sure that they are passing their to their heirs and to others the financial resources that they have worked so hard to gather and, and collect over their lifetime, right? And they want to do it successfully. And at its core, estate planning is a process that you've got to be certain that you're doing it successfully the way you want and how you want. When it's done carefully and thoughtfully, estate planning can enable you to pass those assets on as you see fit, but also making sure you're minimizing state and federal tax bills. And that's so important. And it's such a big issue, especially for successful entrepreneurs. And because it's such a big issue then, Joe, do you find that in your experience that most business owners or entrepreneurs out there recognize the need for smart estate planning and then they're actually taking the steps to go about addressing it? Well, the answer to those questions is kind of both yes and no, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> so the sure, good sure. news is that from what we see, most successful business owners do have some kind of estate plan in place. And one study by AES Nation showed that around 88% of successful entrepreneurs had, at a minimum, a will drafted and set up, which is great. Having at least a will should help solve or help loved ones avoid a great deal of trouble and stress when the person passes on. Well, well, yeah, that sounds pretty encouraging, Joe, that you have a will drafted up and at least you've got somewhat of a plan in place. But I'm, what I'm sensing here is that there's also a whole other layer to this where business owners are really not taking care of all the steps that they need to. Am, yeah, I, am I correct? Yeah, that's the no part, right? We said yes and no, right? So there's the no, correct. Entrepreneurs may not also be nearly as well prepared for wealth transfer as they think. Another study by AES Nation also found that approximately 85% of estate plans in general that successful business owners specifically now have in place are more than five years old. And there's many reasons that could be in place, but the problems then come from, let's say, continual changes in tax laws. 
And that means that the older estate plans may not take full advantage of current opportunities to transfer assets optimally. Second, tax law changes could mean that some aspect of an older estate plan are no longer valid or may soon not be valid. Third, how about changes in your company's financial health or in your own health and wealth status? That could mean that your own estate plan may no, no longer actually reflect your financial situation and your future needs and goals. And then fourth, changes in your personal and family situation in recent years. So there could be marriages, divorce, deaths, and the like may make your estate plan ineffective in accomplishing what you now want it to do. Let me give you an example, right? I've got a client today or a dear family friend who passed away, wrote her will years ago to her three adult children who are still living, but one's incapacitated, can't make decisions. Now, fortunately, every it's a cohesive family unit. The other two siblings have come together to help handle the third's uh, balance and benefits, right? What they're going to get, and they'll take over as power of attorney. But what happens if you didn't have family members that were willing to pitch in to take care of somebody? Just having someone review that could have easily fixed it, and it's costing more reactively than if it was done proactively. So these are just you know, kind of some of the events from divorce to birth of a child or grandchildren to the death to prospective guardians and so forth. These all have major impacts in planning for the future and certainly any existing estate plans. Yeah, I mean, they're major life events, but at the end of the day, we all go through some of them in some way, shape or form. And yes, that proactive planning, I hear you, Joe. So really what I'm getting here is that it sounds to me like a sizable number of entrepreneurs out there are really not uh, proactively making that plan. In fact, they have outdated plans, uh, you know, and what does an outdated plan really look like when you when you cut down to its core? Outdated or very likely ineffective. Right. In mm -hmm. order to attain the greatest benefits from estate planning, you need to stay on top of the matter and revise your estate when appropriate. Oftentimes, that's especially new events that develop potentially because it affects your company or your personal wealth. And as you know, a lot of life and a lot of laws change in just five years. Joe, I know you just shared the one story with us, but do you have any other examples in your time working with different business owners and entrepreneurs about how the, you know situations have arise where an outdated estate plan was at the center of it and really put maybe a, a family's future financial situation at risk overall? Yes. Ryan, I'll give you several examples here real quick, right? So I had a mother-son sell their business last year, and in the process of selling their business, their uh, their assets, their net worth increased tremendously, right? Because it became a liquid net worth. Immediately, we turned to a, a, a law firm and said, please, let's review their estate plan because their number had increased and their circumstances had changed. So we were glad we, we pointed them in that direction. That was important for them. Second, we had another business owner sell a business last year, and in that process, he had both family items that he wanted to take care of, and his net worth significantly increased. So we did more sophisticated estate planning. Now, I'll say the prior attorney did not help us help the client because they just 
passed on documents, but there was some ambiguity when he had sold his prior business. Sure enough, in that ambiguity, we could not get clarity how some assets should have been titled. We did recommend, he did follow the recommendation of going to see a different estate planning attorney. This time, nothing was missed, which we're very happy about. But it's important to have that cohesive set of advisors working through each example because their numbers increased both times. And as that happened, right, we wanted to be on the same page with the attorney and the accounting firm as well for each of these clients. And now we can say comfortably we are, right? So it, it happens that because something changes somewhere along the way, either it's a number or a family, right? Say, for example, an entrepreneur's son became seriously addicted to drugs. Well, if the estate plan calls for him to receive a large lump sum with no strings attached, that might not be the right example. So sure enough, in that case, for that client, we did set it where it would be an income stream and not a lump sum. So you have to understand the client's needs and the family's needs, as well as the financial numbers and structure and design it specifically for that person. Uh, I'm so glad you said that because I mean, everybody's family circumstances are going to be aligned different. I mean, every, it's a custom tailored plan to you and your situation. That is why this is so important. So, Joe, when we're talking about these entrepreneurs here, uh, and let's say they do have that outdated plan, and they were re recognizing that they need to take steps, maybe they just don't know where to start. But what would you say they sh really should consider doing at the core if they do have an outdated plan in the first place? Yeah, I think you want to answer, Ryan, has something changed along the way? For example, first, has your financial situation changed since the estate plan was developed and implemented? Now, most people will immediately say no, because they don't feel like life has changed, but something could have changed. So we've talked about a second opinion, right, or stress testing before. That could be something you want to seek a financial expert's advice and say, is this really, has this changed for me based upon law? So that's important. Second, have your business interests changed or have the people who are involved in your business changed since that time? Dealing with another set of business owners right now, they are three business owners in this business, but they're thinking about adding a fourth. So we're doing a business valuation to then turn around and then restructure their estate plan inside the business if something were to happen. So something could be changing and we're talking and analyzing that now. Third, has anything changed in your life or in the lives of the people who might someday inherit those assets? If the answer is yes to any of these questions, it's probably time to update your plan in some way. So as you move forward with that mission, I mean, there are some important issues you've got to consider and assess and potentially rethink your existing plan. So start by determining that ideal outcome or outcomes of the estate plan. And in your eyes, you have to think through, are distributing my assets at death what you want them to be done? Is that the number one driver behind the estate planning decisions? I mean, knowing what you want to have happen to your wealth is absolutely foundational. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Joe, so let's say somebody's asked themselves those questions. Maybe they have answered yes to some of them. They're realizing that they need to take that action and update their estate plan. 
what's the next step? Yeah, let's go through some of these steps, right? How do you want any children to receive assets, right? In a lump sum, spread out over a period of years, think through that if there's any issues, and there could be. Second, do you want to distribute assets using a fairness approach? Each family member gets what he or she needs or deserves as you see it, or is there an equalization approach? Every family member gets the same amount of money regardless. You might also say someone gets A and someone gets B, maybe equal dollar amounts, but not the same assets. Three, your succession plan for your business and how well it works with your larger estate planning goals. Somebody may be working in the family business, somebody may not, and you may not give the same number of shares or dollar amounts, and you want to think through that. Fourth, the existing documents you have in place, whether they're up to date and positioned, are they, are they positioned the way you want them, right? Documents that should be part of most estate plans include a basic will, trust documents, beneficiary forms for life insurance, retirement accounts, durable powers of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, a living will, which is that advanced medical directive, and an inventory of assets, list of contacts. We've talked about this before, Ryan, right? There's the bankers, advisors, attorneys, CPAs, and a list of passwords to emails and other online accounts. All of that can all aid in funeral arrangements as well as post-funeral. Oh, that's a lot of good stuff there, Joe. A lot of uh, solid nuggets for for folks out there that are recognizing, hey, maybe my plan is outdated and I do need to start taking some actions. Good places to start there for them. But Joe, like we typically do on this show, we talk about these strategies and solutions that you know you and your team recommend and employ over you know with your with your group. But I think it's also equally as important to talk about maybe some of the mistakes or the things the you know the red flags, the things you want to be on the lookout for in addition to implementing some of those strategies and solutions. So with regard to estate planning for entrepreneurs, then are there any warnings? Are there any red flags, any mistakes that people make when they're going through these updates to their estate plan that they should be on the lookout for? Yeah, one of the biggest mistakes or don'ts is don't overfocus on how you can cut your estate tax bill by the maximum amount possible all the time. You, you might go down a rabbit hole and that could be a big mistake. Some strategies enable the maximum tax benefits, but they often come with strings attached that re require you to entirely cede the control of the assets you want to transfer, an outcome that may be undesirable to you in the end, right? Oftentimes you want to think about how do you want those assets to transfer and then talk about the tax mitigation, right? We've talked about this before as well a little bit. There are four internal and four external ways to transfer control of a business. And so not all are always the least tax mitigating, but it may put it in the right control of how you want things to transfer. So the true goal of estate planning is to transfer your wealth in accordance with your, your wishes. Tax mitigation, though, while also important and beneficial, shouldn't be the overriding driver of your estate planning decisions. Roger that. I mean, and as it's such a massively important topic as this is for entrepreneurs and business owners. You know, we mentioned earlier the importance about working alongside a wealth manager, alongside your trusted advisors to go about this process in updating your estate plan or rather just getting one in place. Joe, for anybody out there that 
recognizes the need to update, or maybe they just need one in the first place. And they're going through this process and they're realizing that they could really utilize some of that assistance from a wealth manager to guide them through this process. What would be the best way somebody could get in touch with you and your team to just open up a dialogue on, you know, on their respective scenario? Ryan, we encourage folks to call us or email us, and we're happy to share a couple of checklists that we have, right? One is the love letter. And on the front end, the love letter is talking about the values that you had in place, as well as your accounts and your advisors and putting all of these things in place, whether you give it to your family beforehand or just let them know where it is at a time of need. It's helpful because it's a collected set of data, like we talked about, including websites and passwords that people can then go find out what they need to. You can give it to them beforehand, or you can just tell them where it is so they can find it when they need it. Second, there's also a post-funeral transition list, right? And it basically goes through what the next 12 months are of how people can then move through things that they need to, to help settle the estate, as well as to go through it. It's often an emotional hard time for family or beneficiaries, and this should help ease the burden of what they need to accomplish. We're happy to help, even if they just want to bounce an idea off us, get a second opinion. We're happy to help the best we can. So give us a call. Appreciate that, Joe. And also appreciate you carving some time out of your day to, to be with us. I know you've got clients to serve and we'll let you get back to doing that. But a really good conversation, a lot of value out there for our, you know, business owner, entrepreneurial audience. And uh, hopefully, you know, they had uh, some key takeaways from today's show. But uh, appreciate you and looking forward to the next one, Joe. Thanks, Ryan. Great to see you. Likewise, Joe, as always. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment like we typically do and thank you guys. And that's our audience for jumping aboard and hanging out with us here on the show today. If you did take something away from today's conversation and, you know, any of those nuggets of information surrounding estate planning that Joe mentioned, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you did check us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future episode. You know, I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. Joe and I are diving into the strategies, the solutions, and really just the conversations that he's having with his client base on a regular basis. And we're bringing them right here to you on this show. So for Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long and we're going to sign off today, but we appreciate you jumping on board and being with us here for your money and a cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary.
UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.